the Health Habits Coach Podcast. This is the Monday Habit with your host, Claire George. So let's begin. Well, hi and welcome to the latest Monday Habit number nine. It's all about sleep and the gut and regular sleep patterns, regular, you know, sort of eating and how this all relates to your health. And um, and I'm going to be giving you today, uh, at the end of this uh, quick, short, you know, episode, we're going to finish with five health habits to help you enjoy regular eating and sleeping. So you might wonder, why does it matter? Because we've known for a while now, I coach uh, week in, week out, about the impact of regular eating and the helpful way in which it helps us with weight management um, and the links between irregular eating and, and skipping meals and sort of, um, you know, obesity and different diseases such as type 2 diabetes. And But did you know, you know, that after our sleep and bedtimes, that the regularity of our meals, so when we are meal times, is the next biggest cue every single day for our internal body clock. And this is how our meal times and how regular they are, um, are sort of having, uh, you know, are connected with our circadian rhythm. And, and that's why our sleep is our, is our first, you know, it, you know, the sun goes up and sun goes down, that's, you know, night, day, we go to sleep, we wake up, and we, we, we know that, you know, it's been talked about for a very long time, that's our circadian rhythm, um, the cycle of each day. But not many of us, and I didn't know, that the second biggest cue after our sleeping, you know, and regular sleeping, is regular eating, uh, to, to really cue up our internal body clock to be in sync, to feel in alignment and to be optimised for our health. And actually on the next episode of the Health Habits Coach podcast, I am delighted, I'm so I'm so honoured to be honest, that we have Dr Catherine Darley on the on the podcast. Uh, Dr Darley, uh, Catherine is just a lovely, lovely, amazing expert on sleep. She's a naturopathic sleep physician and so do listen into the very next episode on Thursday of the show uh, where our interview gets, you know, it's a good proper length one um, with the guests like I do. And she's going to get really into the different ways in which you can develop a, a, a sleep system, a sleep habits system for you to be able to have much better sleep. Um, no matter how good it is, it can always be improved. And I know from my coaching in the community that most of us, in fact, it's something like 63% of over 50s have some form of sleep issue. So I know how common it is. So do check that out. Um, but what Dr. Darley talked about in relation to today was around sort of irregular sleep patterns and gut health and the uh, negative impact for our, our gut health and, and throwing our, you know, if, if we don't, if we have irregular sleep, um, then it seemed to be connected to having uh, an imbalanced gut. And so, you know, this is where I get really quite interested and intrigued because I'm trying to understand what health habits can I give you all 
to optimize, you know, for around your sleep and around gut health and around regular patterns for those two um, foot functions, if you like. And what, what, can, what habits can I give you so that you can have the best health, you can have the best gut health that you can have? Um, and, and it does seem that research out of King's College London from Dr. Wendy Hall um, showed that there was multiple links between irregular sleeping and unhelpful gut bacteria, for example. So uh, what we do know is, what the research does um, show, is that there are a, a few key connections between irregular eating and sleeping and gut health. And the first, as I've mentioned, is circadian rhythms. And that's that irregular sleep and eating can upset the composition and the balance of your gut. Now, your circadian rhythm is that natural cycle. And so if it's not a cycle, if it's not a rhythm, if it's irregular, if it's disrupted and um, ups and downs and stops and starts, then that isn't an optimal place for, you, for the human body to be able to function. Um, and so that's why optimising and creating more of a cycle, more of a rhythm um, in connection to the, you know, to nature's rhythms um, and the sun and, and then the next one being when, how, you know, the regularity of our eating. The second connection is around fasting and gut health and that intermittent fasting does seem to have a positive impact on gut health. But intermittent fasting can be confused by many in my coaching groups around irregular eating and it's not one and the same. Intermittent fasting um, done for, for gut health still needs to be regular meal times and a consistent cycle across seven days. The third is your meal timing and your gut. So it does make a difference when you have, you know, your food, um, especially it does seem to be breakfast. And the research is showing that the timing of your meals can also influence, you know, the, 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 um, the health of your gut. And the irregular meal timing, such as skipping meals, such as inconsistent intervals, you know, the time between meals. So between lunch and dinner one day, on a Monday you have two, two or three hours and then the next day you're having five, six hours and then the next day it's four hours. That would be unhelpful for your gut bacteria and your, and your microbiome and your gut health. The fourth is irregular eating and motility. Now, motility means movement. It's a bit the boogie stuff. Um, so um, your gut movement. Um, particularly, you know, skipping meals um, seems to be connected and can lead to uh, constipation, diarrhea, uh, different gut health. Um, and, I, and I know that when I had acid reflux back with my second pregnancy a couple of decades ago, I went and saw a nutritionist about it. And um, and it was because I was skipping breakfast because I didn't feel like eating. I didn't feel like eating. And as soon as I took her advice, she said, just even just a bit of lime or lemon juice in water, just have something within 30 minutes of waking. My reflux was really under control. And then once I started eating breakfast, it stopped my reflux, even though the reflux wasn't happening until the evening. So do recognise that when it comes to this cycle, this this um, and these rhythms, that that you might be getting an uh, an uh, the cause might be first thing in the morning, but the effect might not be felt until tea time. So don't 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 think that you can assume that it's what's just what you've just done. It could be 
um, from earlier in the day. Um, and so the fifth is around influence on the gut-brain axis and unpredictable meal times can really affect hormonal and neural signals between the gut and the brain. Um, you know, the, the, the unpredictability of around when you're going to eat or how much you're going to eat can really affect appetite, can affect your mood. So it can have these real influences um, on your gut-brain axis. The, um, the, and then the final area I want to talk about is like any one of those um, first five points and, and, and connections between irregular eating, irregular sleeping and, and health um, I, I, is, is if you do it for a long period of time. Because you might get an, ex you might get, um, you know, sort of a, a symptom or experience that's not good, you know, quite quickly, um, you know, but what I'm talking about now is what about if you kept that irregular eating or irregular sleeping up for months or years, then you could really be increasing your risk for some quite big serious diseases frankly it is i mean sleep disruption over years is the one of the biggest um risk factors for dementia you know sort of irregular eating seems to really be one of the strongest factors for contributing to obesity to type 2 diabetes to cardiovascular disease and different metabolic diseases as we age so recognizing that you know whichever wherever you're at whether it's just been a short amount of time and a short amount of irregularity or over a long period of time, it would be great to make your, um, your, you know, your sleep and your eating as regular as possible. So here are my five health habits to help you do just that. First, establish a routine around balanced meals. So a routine of times and balanced amounts of food at certain times. So that's about planning and preparing. And, you know, really helping yourself maybe get a little schedule printed out and fill it in to get yourself going. If you've been used to being quite irregular, remember our habits do like to hang around. So when we're shifting gears into a new kind of habit to replace an old one, we do sometimes need to give extra oomph to it by getting into that planning and by putting it down on paper and seeing the road ahead. And it's and and that will be, you know, a routine around your meals will be the best way to avoid a yo-yo of inconsistent eating uh, and do try and eat every three to four hours and, you know, sort of seven days a week. Uh, the second is consistent amounts and times for your sleep seven days a week. So try to avoid those lions, try to avoid that social jet lag of funky sort of different bedtimes on the weekends versus your work week. If you want the specific tips on avoiding and reducing social jet lag, I did a special Monday habit on just that topic a few weeks ago for the holiday party season and trying to avoid social jet lag. So you can you can go back in, in the library. It's only a few weeks ago in December and do listen to that short episode to dial into those habits. Um, so uh, but do remember, you know, uh, that uh, that that. It's all about consistency of the amounts and times for both your sleep and your meals. Okay, number three, have breakfast. Don't skip it. As one person, an amazing, lovely uh, gentleman in one of my coaching groups says, breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince and dinner like a pauper. And even if you are intermittent fasting, 
have breakfast, begin your window earlier part of your day, help your circadian rhythm by saying, yes, I've woken up, I've gone outside, I've got that natural light, and yes, I've, I've you know, had some food and sent those cues to all parts of my brain and gut that I'm awake and I've started the day. Um, and that's what that's all about. And um, and then fourth, do away with the alarm clock. Uh, yeah, uh, this was one of Dr. Darley's um, examples of how you can improve, you know, your, your sleep sort of cycles and, um, and, and sort of not waking up to the alarm clock. And obviously the secret key, the secret source to this is to get to bed earlier. Because if you get to bed later, then you're going to need an alarm clock because your body's not going to want to wake up. And that is your key that you're not getting your, your cue that you're not getting enough sleep, you know, for, uh, as well. So do investigate this. What I do and I've done for years and years because I love the feeling of, of just waking naturally, just waking when my body is ready and willing to wake. It's a gorgeous feeling. So, yes, you might need to work on that bedtime. But once you've got that going, then just allow. And then what I do to make sure that I'm not late for anything is I set an alarm for the last possible moment that I have to be awake by versus the time I normally wake up and want to be up by to be, do my morning routine. So it'd be usually, you know, an hour after I actually wake and then my alarm just goes off and I'm in, I'm in the middle of my yoga, <laughs> whatever. And I'm like, oh, why is the alarm going off? Oh yeah, just in case I overslept, you know, just in case I slept through. Um, so you can do that. And Oprah Winfrey, um, you know, favourite upside, she talked about this when she stopped her daily work was not having an alarm clock and it feels like such a privilege. And yes, it's free. And then finally, the fifth health habit I've got to help you enjoy regular eating and sleeping is your snacks and the portion sizes of them. If you snack, keep the times and the portion sizes regular and even and think about labelling. And when I say this, I do mean labelling in two different meanings. I mean the label you place in your mind. Is it actually even a snack? I have many people in my groups that talk about... Um, that talk about how they have a snack on beans on toast or a sausage roll and I'm like or a pasty and I'm like really is that a snack because in my world that would be a lunch <laughs> so recognizing how are you labeling your snacks and what is the size of it compared to your meal and that then gets us into labeling on the package of a snack do check the labeling do check the ingredients and the amount of calories and salt sugar fat and do your snacks have as many calories as your lunch, as a main meal? Because very often in my groups, I see this happening. There's very little difference. And that's not ideal because that is going to encourage you to not eat fully at your meal time if you have a calorie laden snack. So recognizing that your snacks and the portion sizes, um, you know, trying to keep them consistent. The word of today's episode is really about consistency. And the more of a cycle rhythm and consistency you can create around when you sleep, how much you sleep, when you eat, how much you eat and what you eat, the more you are going to create this lovely circadian rhythm that your gut loves, that your brain loves and that your health 
your love. <laughs> All right, that's it for uh, Monday habit number nine. I hope you're going to go and have a go with some of those health habits. Do try and enjoy them and um, do make sure to listen in to Dr. Darley's episode. Um, it's, a, it's a cracker in a couple of days. I, uh, I, until the next episode though, I hope you all stay really healthy. Bye.